The Chicago White Sox were in a very lengthy rain delay on Sunday before the game was eventually postponed. The White Sox remain two and a half games back in the AL Central as they now face an absolute thorn in their side, the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City. Kauffman Stadium has not been kind to the White Sox, but hopefully Michael Kopech can follow Johnny Cueto's masterpiece from Saturday night and help the Sox escape with a win. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day. Uh, Folks, I know you have so many different outlets and are consuming so much uh, White Sox content. I just want to thank you once again uh, for giving uh, some of your time to the Lockdown White Sox podcast. Uh, This is actually my 100th episode uh, here with Lockdown White Sox. I can't believe we're at that milestone uh, already, but I do appreciate your continued support Uh, Despite the up and downs from this season, uh, thank you so much for continuing uh, to make this uh, one of your spots uh, when consuming uh, White Sox content. We got a lot to get to. Yasmani Grandal hurt his knee trying to score from second. Uh, Who's to blame if there is blame to go around? Uh, Johnny Cueto is must-see TV and his performance this past Saturday was nothing short of brilliant. And why does Tony LaRusa continue to walk hitters when they have two strikes? Apparently, we are all just overreacting. Uh, state of our White Sox, they are 62 and 59, uh, two and a half games back in the AL Central, chasing the Cleveland Guardians uh, with 41 games left. Uh, The White Sox split their two games with Cleveland that they actually played uh, this past weekend. Uh, Lost on Friday, won on Saturday. We'll break those games down. Uh, They were rained out on Sunday. It is to be determined on when that game will be played. Uh, Again, is that something maybe that the league will wait to see if the game even matters. Uh, If there is a tie between the Guardians and the White Sox, maybe that they play a game after the uh, regular season schedule has uh, finished to see, you know, what can happen there. Uh, If it's not necessary, do they even play it? Uh, We will see a very lengthy rain delay 
felt bad for the folks that made the trip. They seemed to give hope to fans for a while there. This was supposed to be the NBC uh, Peacock game, the early game. And I felt like maybe three, three and a half hours or so, if not more, they finally decided to postpone it. Uh, A lot of theories maybe that Cleveland just didn't want to face. Uh, Our ace, Dylan Cease, uh, Cleveland's got to get over to San Diego, and they figured, well, maybe we should get going sooner rather than later. That will help us out. Uh, Who's to say, but kind of left you with an incomplete feeling. Uh, It would have been nice to get that get that game in feeling confident with Dylan Cease on the hill and had an opportunity to be then one and a half games out uh, instead of two and a half. Uh, The Sox are of course in Kansas City this afternoon for a makeup game uh, then off to Baltimore and then they'll finally come home at the end of this week to face uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Kauffman Stadium has not been kind to the White Sox. We'll talk a little bit about that matchup later in this episode. Let's go to Friday, uh, game one of the Cleveland series. A disappointing, dejecting game after the embarrassment uh, against Houston in that last game of the of the series in Chicago. Uh, Elvis uh, Andrus made his debut on Friday. Sox, though, lost 5-2 to two to the Guardians. Uh, some interesting developments uh, with the lineup and before the game even started. Uh, you've got Gavin Sheets, who went four for four on Thursday in that uh, Lance uh, the, in that debacle, that twenty-one to five uh, nightmare. Gavin Sheets, of all people, went four for four, and he was on the bench on Friday, not in the starting lineup, uh, in favor of Yasmani Grandal. Okay, I'm not now if you've listened, been listening to this podcast this entire uh, season, really appreciate that. You know that I am somebody that is not going to champion for more playing time uh, for Gavin Sheets. But when you're four for four and it seems like you're starting to get hot, clearly they want to play a lefty. I don't understand why you wouldn't play Gavin Sheets on Friday. Uh, But Tony La Russa, as he tends to do, has his reasons. And the reason Uh, that he gave was that, in his mind, Yasmati Grandal was showing signs that he was about to break loose, about to break loose. Uh, He got a couple hits and walks against the Astros in that series. Uh, Yasmati Grandal was three for eight with two RBIs against McKenzie, Cleveland starter, heading into that game, uh, while Sheets was only one for six. Uh, But again, on Thursday... Sheets was four for four, so not about to break loose. He was breaking loose. It was happening, okay? Yaz eventually went one for three in the game with a single uh, on Friday. Maddening stuff. You just you just shake your head sometimes at the decisions uh, that are made. Uh, Want to also talk about the fifth inning in that game. Sox were up two to nothing at this point. Sox had a runner on third and nobody out and could not get the run home. Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Uh, Cleveland, that is a team that gets that run in, okay? Uh, they would find a way somehow, whether it is a, a squeeze, a safety squeeze. They, they just are a type of team that just don't let that occur. And the White Sox have been horrible with guys in runner runners in position, 
especially with the bases loaded. Uh, it's been an ongoing problem. Uh, that that will come up later, especially on Saturday. We'll talk about that big issue with Joe McEwing. Friday also saw another intentional walk uh, with a one and two count. Yes, Tony Larusa decided to walk uh, Gonzalez for the Cleveland Guardians on a one-two count. Uh, the reasoning there is that Gonzalez hitting a 306 in 47 games, but was 0 for 3 on Friday. Uh, Larusa did not want to deal with Gonzalez. Uh, he also pinch hit for Zavala and lost the DH spot uh, in Friday. I felt like uh, Jason Benetti and Steve Stone had a lot of fun uh, making some interesting comments as those decisions were being made. Andrew Vaughn was unfortunately hit in the mouth. The fastball ricocheted off of his uh, shoulder, it looked like, and hit him square in the mouth. Uh, he did not play on Saturday. Uh, Aloy Jimenez left the game after swinging at a pitch, hurt his knee, uh, looked pretty bad, but he ended up getting treatment and was in the game on Saturday. Lance Lynn was your pitcher on Friday. He went five and two thirds, uh, gave up only five hits, one earned run, a walk, six strikeouts, and gave up a home run. Uh, his ERA 5.30. Thought Lance Lynn pitched uh, very well and deserved more. Ronaldo Lopez had a game he'd like to forget, and he needs to forget that because he, I think, will play a pivotal role uh, down this stretch. Lopez pitched an inning, gave up three hits, three runs, uh, and one strikeout. Lopez overall ERA 3.23. Sox offense on Friday, two runs, seven hits, two extra bases, no home runs, which has been an unfortunate theme. And with runners in scoring position, two, four, six. The Chicago White Sox have not been scoring runs. Uh, they haven't been scoring them, uh, frankly, at all, especially with runners in scoring position. But I'm going to tell you why, despite the lifeless offense, sending Gazmani Grandal home on a base hit on Saturday with nobody out was just plain ridiculous. More on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. What a game on Saturday, the Johnny Cueto game. Once again, Sox beat the Guardians 2-0. So much going on in this game. The return of Luis Robert to the lineup, and of course, uh, Jimenez played as well when we all thought he might have been done for the season, the way he crumpled uh, after that swing on Friday. Uh, Jose Abreu, uh, boy, has he been August Abreu, leads the American League in hits, third in batting average, gets the White Sox on the board with an RBI double to score Robert. It just feels like when no one else has been producing, he comes up with that big hit at the right uh, time. Again, good to see Robert back in the lineup and playing and contributing. 
Seventh inning uh, was all the drama. This was all the talk uh, throughout the rest of the evening and up until Sunday. We're going to discuss it in this episode. Uh, not only what happened, but what was said. Uh, again, Sox have not been scoring runs, but uh, sometimes I feel like abandoning then the mission and just completely uh, admitting that you know all hope is lost might not be the best approach. And it feels like that was the case in the seventh inning on Saturday. So you've got nobody uh, out and Grandal is at second base. Sox were up one to nothing. And you've got third base coach Joe McEwing, who is he has made some aggressive decisions uh, this season. Has he not? Uh, guys getting sent, guys getting uh, nailed at the plate uh, out by 15, 20 feet. It's been happening all season long. Uh, Joe McEwing up to it again, sends Yasmani Grandal from second base, sends him home, waves him home on an Elvis Andrews hit, just a single. Grandal was out by maybe 20 feet. It could have been more. Maybe I'm being conservative with 20 feet. In the process of Yasmani Grandal trying to avoid a tag because he was, you know, out by so much, he tried to make it interesting. He hurt his left knee uh, while avoiding the tag, had to be helped off the field, and was placed on the 10-day IL after the game. The severity of the injury we, we figured out was not as bad as we anticipated. We'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Here, here's, the, here's the issue. You've got one of the slowest runners on the White Sox team, dealing with probably knee issues already. And in the mindset of White Sox coaching now, it's because we can't score runs with guys on third or second or bases loaded with nobody out. We are just going to send guys on, on these missions where they're destined to fail because we can't produce runs in any way offensively. We're going to send Yasmani Grandal on a single uh, to score. It was not a good situation at all. Uh, seventh inning, thankfully, Elvis Andrews, probably not getting any advice from Joe McEwing, ended up manufacturing a run on his own, stealing third base, then scored after a misplayed throw from right field. So there was a sack fly potentially, although it wasn't deep enough for Elvis Andrews to score. Right fielder for Cleveland caught it and rifled it home Catcher could not play it on a bounce. Elvis Andrews, heads up, was able to get home and score a much-needed uh, run to make it 2-0 at that point. Sox offense, only two runs, five hits, two extra base hits. Again, no home runs, and Sox were one for seven with runners in scoring position. Despite all the goofiness that happened in the seventh inning with Grandal and McEwing, it was the Johnny Cueto show. Boy, was he fantastic. If you did not watch the game and you only caught you know, snippets here and there, uh, maybe maybe try to rewatch it, seventh inning and beyond, sixth inning and beyond. Cueto's performance, he got better as the game went on. It, it was awesome. He threw eight and two-thirds of an inning, uh, five hits only, zero earned runs, one walk. Uh, two strikeouts. He's not a strikeout pitcher at all. He is a, but he's a pitcher. He's not a thrower. He does not allow hitters to barrel things up. He throws different looks at you all the time. Uh, you talk about that will to win, that fire. He has got it. 
Uh, his ERA now 2.56, 10th quality start in a row. He threw 113 pitches on Saturday. Uh, great quote from him. I know that every time that I pitch now, it's kind of a playoff game. We are in the race, and I know I have to do my best to help the team. It's that mentality that I have. And boy, sometimes you look at him when the camera flashes and pans and, and centers in on Johnny Cueto, and he has got that look uh, that you are not going to beat me. You're not going to beat me today. Uh, and and he had it. I Seeing him come out in the ninth inning, that was – that was awesome. Uh, shocking, but awesome. Uh, Liam Hendricks got the one out uh, save. He faced Gonzalez. Uh, there's that name again. Uh, Gonzalez had two hits against Cueto in the game, so I, I understood that one. Hendricks with the one out strikeout for his 28th save. Big game for the White Sox. The question still is, why was Grandal even running? Uh, seventh inning, he's on second. Replace him with Adam Engel. You know, and then have Zavala take over behind the dish. Uh, a head scratcher that we're going to get into. Uh, the White Sox, though they have struggled in Kauffman Stadium. However, the time is now to start changing that narrative. Uh, more on that in a moment. So prior to Sunday's series finale, that of course never got played, postponed due to rain, uh, the White Sox made some announcements. Uh, again, they placed Yasmani Grandal on the 10-day injured list with a left knee strain. However, further examination of Grandal's left knee revealed no acute damage to the ligaments, tendons, uh, or cartilage around the knee. Uh, he is dealing with inflammation caused by the hyperextension of the knee and will progress as tolerated. So that's best case scenario. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, he, he's able to heal up uh, not as bad as we had thought. Sox selected the contract of Carlos Perez from Class Triple A Charlotte. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he can provide to the White Sox uh, while Grandal is out. And they transferred right hand pitcher Kyle Crick. Uh, to the 60-day IL. So more on uh, this whole situation with sending Yasmani Grandal in the seventh inning with nobody out. Uh, Tony LaRusso, of course, defending the decision. He's not going to throw one of his coaches under the bus. Uh, this is what LaRusso had to say about that. If you are having trouble scoring runs, you should learn to be more aggressive, not less aggressive. I'm not talking without sense. So in that case there, as soon as that ball is hit, Yaz is moving. That's what Joe McEwing saw. He made the right call. It just turned out with an injury. <laughs> so much to uh, dissect there. The, the thing that LaRusa is saying that I find so hilarious is he's, he's basing this whole situation and defending McEwing on the fact that Yaz was simply moving after the ball was hit. With Yasmani Grandal, the bar has to be set at a different level there. You need to have Yasmani Grandal like almost at touching third base when the ball is hit magically somehow. Uh, not simply Yaz is moving. That's why McEwing is going to fire up the arm and send him home on a mission that he's destined to fail. Uh, you know, of course, Larusa said it, uh, but again, Yaz's moving should not be the prerequisite for sending him. That's a pretty low bar. 
Uh, if I'm Yaz, I'm furious. McEwing sent him on a mission destined to fail, and it ended with an injury. Uh, I mean, he is a slow runner. He's not a very good base runner, which complicates things even more. Uh, if it's any other player, I might, I might understand it, as, even though there were zero outs at the time. Uh, but, you know, because the team has been brutal scoring runs from third with zero outs, you send your slowest guy and risk potentially major injury, it wasn't even close. Uh, I, I don't get that mentality. That shouldn't be the new offensive approach. It's because we can't score runs, and we've been struggling in that department, we're now just going to send guys just to see what happens. You know, maybe there's going to be a bad throw. You know, maybe he's going to air mail it. That, that's not the right approach at all. Uh, from the coaching to the decisions, then the doubling down, uh, it, it's sometimes very, very difficult. Uh, Sox need to turn their uh, focus, though, to Kansas City. Uh, they've got this crazy going from Cleveland to Kansas City, then back east to Baltimore. Uh, but Kansas City, it is a Monday afternoon. Tough place to play for the White Sox. Michael Kopech is on the mound. He is 4-9 and nine with a 3.25 ERA. Uh, on the season goes for the Sox. The Royals will send Daniel Lynch, who's four and eight with a 4.52 ERA uh, to the mound. Kopech uh, versus the Royals. He's had two starts this season. Most recent was on August 1st. He went seven innings, uh, gave up six hits, only two earned runs, uh, both of them home runs, uh, three strikeouts and only one walk. Uh, Daniel Lynch versus the White Sox. He's seen the Sox uh, a few times here. Has a record of three and two with an ERA of 6.86 and 24 strikeouts and five appearances versus the White Sox in his career. Now, the last time he faced the White Sox was on the same day that Kopech faced the Royals, August 1st. And on that day, if you remember, Lynch... Five and a third innings, six hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, and seven strikeouts. He was tough on the White Sox. What kind of uh, changes have White Sox hitters made? Did they learn anything? What's their approach? They've seen him recently. Uh, we'll see how that goes Monday afternoon. Of course, the last time the White Sox were in Kansas City, they lost three of four. And there had to be a players meeting after that. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked on White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Locked on White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I will recap Michael Kopech's outing. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Locked on White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski, and until next time, Go Sox!